Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It's Pastor Paul. It's Friday, February, here we are, 24th. And we are getting ready to roll into the weekend. So glad that you have joined us for our fifth and final installment of this week's pastoral devotionals, where we take a portion of God's word, we spend the week unpacking it, exegeting it, turning it inside out, attempting to discern sort of the central truth and meaning of the text, all in preparation for that week's sermon. And so we are in Matthew 4, verses 18 through 22. It's a short little passage. And here we find the calling of Jesus's first disciples. And so let me read it, briefly review where we've been, and then dive in without further ado. So verse 18 of chapter 4. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately... They left the boat and their father and followed him. So we left off last time by zeroing in on sort of the central idea of this passage, which is this idea of, of calling. And that Matthew doesn't mince words. He doesn't go into any great detail, but he wants to really um, focus on sort of the, the immediacy of this call and that this call is in fact effectual. It is one that is governed by the Holy Spirit that is awakening hearts and minds. And in this way, it is not the disciples who are coming after Jesus, okay, and seeking him. It is Jesus who is coming after them and seeking them. And in this, we have a, we have a picture of the way that God works in salvation and Jesus is calling this, these these disciples now two implications we want to draw from this as we bring our study of this passage to a close for the week and two implications of, of this call and there's a call towards community and then there is a call toward what we're going to call commission okay so let's talk about community first if we put this in the context of Jesus launching his public ministry, declaring that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and for people to repent, it makes most sense for the king who's issuing this call um, to his people for people to be responding to his summons. And so in, in essence, I think what we see here is Jesus is, I mean, this really is the founding of the church, right? The founding of the church is not at Pentecost. Uh, I think the founding of the church is when Jesus begins to call um, his followers to him. I mean, this, this is the birth of the church. And we see here how this community now becomes the primary reference point for the lives of his followers. So there's, a, there's an emphasis put here on this idea that they leave what they're doing immediately 
Um, and for James and John, they in fact are leaving their, their father. Now, I don't think this means that they never see their father again or that they never have contact with their father. I think the fact that Matthew references um, Zebedee, their father, shows that there was an ongoing relationship that the disciples and the early church probably had with John's family, uh, James and John's family. Um, and so, so I don't think it means that there's an abdication of, of, of family. I think what it does mean, though, is that a new priority is placed on this community of believers, all right? And so um, if you flip over in Matthew, and this is dangerous because I'm doing this without any uh, reference right in front of me, um, where Jesus is preaching. Okay, here we go. I, I providentialed out on that one. Not lucked out, I providentialed out. Matthew 12, okay? And let's look at verse 46. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, we know this is not the end of the story with Jesus and his family, but at least at this point in his ministry, they were strongly questioning what was happening. And the, the, the sense that Matthew gives us is that either Jesus was embarrassing them in some way or they thought he was crazy, but whatever the case may be, they're all standing outside. They're seeking to, what they're seeking to do is to, is to have the role of family sort of define the ministry of Jesus here. And Jesus is saying, no, no, it's the other way around. What's happening here is that those of you who are gathered with me, my disciples, my followers, you're my family. Um, we are the family of God. And so the, the emphasis, I think, here, going back to Matthew chapter 4, is to show that this new reality, this family of God, trumps even the human family of God. And we don't have to go far and remember what Jesus tells us, that in heaven they'll neither marry nor be given in marriage. There won't be anything that we would call the nuclear family any longer. Um, there will be no need for it because now we will be one another's brothers and sisters um, under the, the headship of our King Jesus in heaven. Um, this is the new reality. So what, what does that mean for us now? It just means that when we are called to Christ, we are called to his church. We are called to his community. We are called to identify ourselves with the gathering of believers. And so that's, that's one aspect of this call. Um, to Jesus that we see emphasized in Matthew 4. But there, there's a second call, and I think it's the, it's, it's, it's the most obvious one, and it's the call to be fishers of men. And so here, Jesus is obviously using a play on words of their vocation, and he's um, telling them, no longer will you be fishers of fish, or just mere fishermen, you'll be fishers of men. And the, and the word literally means man-fisher. Okay, you're going to be a man fisher. Um, and again, 
the idea is not that they will no longer fish. Okay, so this you know you see them immediately leaving their boat and their nets. It's not that they no longer fish. Okay, so after all, the Gospel of John tells us that after the resurrection, when Jesus had told them to go to Galilee to wait for him, um, that when Jesus appears to them, what are they doing? They're fishing. Okay, so I don't think it means that. To, to be a fisher of men means you give up your vocational responsibilities, that somehow um, from now on you got to commit yourself to full-time vocational ministry. That, that might be the case, obviously, for some. But what it again means is that this is a point of emphasis. No longer are they merely fishermen. They are, in fact, fishers of men. That in their vocation of being fishermen, that they have an even greater vocation, and that is the vocation of the kingdom, of bringing people into the kingdom. And so when we think about what this means to be a fisher of men for us, whatever vocation God has called us to, whether it's to be a stay-at-home parent, whether it's to work for the state, or to be a nurse, or a doctor, or a business owner, or a teacher, or administrator, whatever we're called to do, doesn't mean that we have to give up those vocations to, to focus on full-time vocational ministry. Um, I think in a lot of ways, that's the last thing we need to, to, to be considering, right? We have plenty of people who do that, and, there's, and, and that's part of God's call, certainly. But for, for most people, that's going to mean to say, in my vocation as a teacher, how do I be a fisher of young men and young women? In my vocation of father or parent or husband or wife or state worker or policeman, law enforcement, you name it, how am I to be a fisher of men? And of course, the, the term men is a, is a generic term. It means in the original Greek, both men and women. It's, a, it's a kind of like a reference for mankind. Again, this brings us back to our identity. Um, fundamentally, we are no longer merely biological sons and daughters. We are no longer merely vocational workers in the workforce. But our, our identity is now those who belong to Christ. He is our king. We've been called to him. And by being called to him, we are now part of a new community, the church. We're now part of a of a new call, a commission, so to speak, to be fishers of men. Well, well, one last thing that I think is interesting on this, Jesus calls his first disciples here in Galilee. And Matthew is going to bring us full circle that the very last passage of Matthew, okay, um, is going to um, bring us full circle in that Matthew and the great commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which is done from Galilee. I like to think maybe it was from the very same spot by the Sea of Galilee. But listen to how these two, these two callings are echoed again. The calling to Christ reflected in the church, reflected in the Great Commission. And Jesus came to them, Matthew 28, and said, said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Isn't that amazing? There is this call to be fishers of men 
and women. That is our primary um, vocation. And that is part of that commission then is to usher people into the kingdom, into the church of Christ, and to now be identified with him in a whole new way. And may God give us the grace to know what this looks like for our lives. All right, so that's it for um, this installment of the Pastoral Devotionals. Hope to see you Sunday. If not, we'll be back here first thing Monday morning. Hope to see you then. Um, let's pray. Lord, what a great call and new identity you have given us. And so, Lord, let us, let us find that calling fundamentally in your church, in your community, and then in this mission that you've given us to be fishers of men. Lord, we ask these things for you in your son's name, by your grace. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.